Welcome to the Top 8 Movies Podcast, presented by Top 8 Media. Every week we share top 8 lists from movie lovers across the globe. We also dive into actors and actresses' top 8 movies according to IMDb scores. And hear many reviews from our resident film reviewer, Mike Morgan, as he reflects on his top 8 films of each of the last 34 years. We have special edition top 8 lists on more specific topics from the movie industry. Send us your top 8 list to be read out on future episodes. Just DM us on Instagram at top underscore 8 underscore media. Thanks for tuning in and let's crack on with the show. Welcome back, everybody, to Top 8 Movies from Top 8 Media. I am Owen Morgan. I'm sat down with Jessica Rose Johnson, and we're going to be diving into some more movie lists. Uh, At the moment, we're doing one list per episode, so we hope you're enjoying that format. So welcome back, Jessica Rose. I see you're eating something. What would that be? Yes, it is not popcorn, but going forward, I definitely think I'm going to be making myself popcorn because even just talking about movies, it has me craving a good movie snack. Sure does. I think when, I, when we've been talking about films, I kind of like, sort of visualise myself in like a certain cinema in Bath in England that I go to, or I picture myself in the chair in a tub of some sort of Ben and Jerry's or Hagen Dazs. So it so it just even evokes all kinds of things. It evokes guttural stuff, emotions, and cravings. So yeah, congratulations, films for that. Mm-hmm. Right, cool. So today we're going to be talking all about uh, the top eight films that have won the most Oscars. Um, and just to be clear, this is from 1990 onwards. So don't come at me, anyone. This is from 1990 onwards. I'm just doing that otherwise because all the other films are much older. The likelihood of you seeing them is very low. So it wouldn't make for a very good listen. So we've gone from 1990. So it's going to be really interesting. But as always, we kick off our episode with a poll. So if you want to get involved in these polls, head over to Instagram, top underscore eight underscore media. There you can vote on things in the Instagram stories. So go on Instagram stories. You can literally put your your choice. And um, it's been a lot of fun so far. So we're going to do two per episode. So we're going to kick off with one I did last night. And it caused all kinds of drama at work. Unless you're in a terrible way. I was like, well, how can that be on there? It's so this. And I was going around going... Why is James Bond doing so well? Other people vote for other stuff, please. Um, I was trying to recruit people to vote for other things. But um, let's have a look. So my question was, it's a movie night. I'm thinking, what should I pop on the old screen tonight? What do I fancy? And I wanted to pick sort of action-y things, kind of epic stuff. So just at random, I pick Guardians of the Galaxy, James Bond. It can be any Bond you want. Mission Impossible, any Mission Impossible you want. And Fast and Furious, whichever one you want to watch. Most people hate Tokyo Drift. I don't know why. So I'm guessing maybe I shouldn't put Tokyo Drift on here. But that's for another day. So let's get our results. Very sadly, in fourth place, with 0% votes, is Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. In third place is Fast and Furious, with 23% of the votes. In second place is Guardians of the Galaxy with 33% of the votes. And then James Bond smashes it out of the park with 44% of the votes. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm fine. I like all four of those. So it's absolutely fine. Um, but I, I think I picked 
Guardians. I do like Fast and Furious, so I picked Guardians. But congratulations, James Bond. And what did you vote for, Jessica Rose? I voted for Fast and the Furious. I was with a group of people and I asked them. A majority of everyone said Fast and the Furious. But ironically, the question did come up, which Fast and the Furious? Because they said that that would determine. But I think all of them are great as well. That was just kind of majority ruled. And in that moment, I was feeling like Fast and Furious vibes, Paul Walker. Oh, he was such a beautiful human being. Yeah. It's true. Um, yeah, we we should probably do a really beautiful list, shouldn't we? Where we just honor like Heath Ledger and just honor the people yeah. that have passed because none of them got to like fulfill their careers in the way they could have. So yeah. that would be a cool list to do. Yeah, sure. yeah, very beautiful. Okay, great stuff. Yeah, so well done, everybody that got involved in that poll. It was very interesting at work. Everyone um, getting into big debates about it, uh, but no, it's great. All right, guys, if you want to hear from the previous polls, go back to the last episode. We talked about the most um, iconic male actors, the most iconic female actors. So head over there and you can find out a little bit more um, on episode three. Episode three, yes, episode four now. Okay, guys, let's kick this off with... Since 1990, these are the films that have won the most Oscars. Now, I can't do an eight, unfortunately, because they all sort of have the same amount of Oscars. So we've got like four fourth places a third a second and a first no two firsts yeah this is getting to get very complicated very fast so <laughs> i've kind of i couldn't really base it on anything particular because they won the same amount of oscars so we're not going to see this as so ascending as normal just so we're clear right so let's just kick off with eighth place technically fourth is Dancing with Wolves, which is our oldest one in the list, 1990, directed by Kevin Costner, starring Kevin Costner, Mary McDowell, Graham Greene, and Rodney A. Grant. Lieutenant John Dunbar, assigned a remote Western Civil War outpost, finds himself engaging with neighboring Sue, Sue, Sue's settlement, Suex, Suex settlement, causing him to question his own purpose. Now, I haven't seen this since probably 1990 when it came out. So I've got to try to remember. I'm trying to think about when I was, I was quite young. I know maybe I, I would have watched it later. I would only have been eight, seven. But from what I do know, it was iconic. It was classic for the time. It was quite action y. Um, I always remember there's the song that came with it as well. I really don't have much to say, to be honest. Sorry, everyone. I need to go back and watch the trailers. But tell you what, the trailers from back then. You realize how good trailers are now. They really struggled a bit with when they made those trailers. But um, hey, it's iconic, especially for my era. So um, congratulations to it. It won seven Oscars, which is amazing. Have you seen it at all? You, I have. Movie? It's actually one of the movies I remember the most from my childhood. Mm. And oh, I love Kevin Costner. Mm. Uh, I thought it was a, I thought it was a great movie. And there is a little bit of a timeless theme to it is that we fear the things that we don't know right so in the movie he learns about native americans and what what society thought versus what he found to be true so it's interesting where it's kind of this um my mind wants to say coming of age but that's not quite what i'm looking for it's just like this realization this human aspect like connecting with other humans i think it's a really great theme in there where he's like this this isn't what I've been told or led to believe. This isn't the truth. So he changes his way of living. And I just, I remember it being such a beautiful 
film and um, a beautiful theme that went along with it as well. It is an older movie, and I, your perspective on the trailers is definitely true. <laughs> the older the movie, the more the more interesting the trailers were. And yes, now you watch a trailer and it's almost like a mini movie in a trailer. And before I feel like all the trailers were kind of storytelling, like trying to get you to buy in, like watch this movie and hear this story. So I, I like the newer format of trailers, but I do think Dances with Wolves was a really great movie. So true. And I think you touched on something really lovely there, which is the, the theme, you know, how certain themes can actually follow through through the ages which i think is a true testament to a really well-written story or a good topic or whatever they're covering if you can watch it 20 years and someone a 20 year old now watches it and can still relate to it i mean it's hard to come by those isn't it a lot of the time so that's amazing okay in seventh slash fourth is schindler's list with seven oscars that was released in 1993 directed by steven spielberg starring liam neeson ralph fiennes Caroline Goodall and Ben Kingsley. In German-occupied Poland during World War II, industrialist Oskar Schindler gradually becomes concerned for his Jewish workforce after witnessing their persecution by the Nazis. Now, this is a very serious topic, um, and everybody I spoke to work to about Schindler's List, like, oh my God, I cried so much. And I think you really have to be in the right mood. Sometimes when, even sometimes when you feel a bit sad and a bit low, sometimes you need to have a good cry. And these kind of films set the tone for how you're feeling inside yourself. And again, it's these kind of stories need to be told. We all have heard many stories about previous world wars and everything else and what happened to in Nazi Germany and all that kind of stuff. But this is an iconic film, quite right to be getting seven Oscars. It's beautifully told, beautifully filmed. And yeah lots of tears to be had so yeah what are your thoughts on this one i definitely think that this is a great example of if we don't talk about it and we avoid it then we're not bringing light to a dark topic um, i was just talking the other day to somebody about this how like there's people who still believe the holocaust was fake and that just blows my mind i i love getting to see so many different stories come about this though and as a showing the light so even in a dark time like look at look at what somebody was brave enough to do somebody that had the courage and you're right with movies i i love to watch uh, romantic comedies on planes where i cry next to strangers for some reason i don't know i did that on both legs of my flight this go around so i think that there's certain times yes being in a being in a mood to watch it making sure you're you're kind of in a space of support because some of these movies can really trigger a lot of feelings, especially if you are someone in the Jewish community being able to see this. Again, though, I like to look at it from the light side of it is what a cool story that we're able to learn through the movies of Schindler's List. And again, just the, the bravery and courage that it took everyone involved to save those lives. Yeah, it certainly is. You know, these are this is the power of cinema, really, as we discussed before. You know, this is a chance to to bring these powerful stories into into, into a medium that um, is more digestible. So, than say learning it in school and you know history class and that kind of stuff, this is a, another way to do it. And I think it's really good for young people to see this sort of thing too and be able to reflect on those things. But I think it's pretty much a masterpiece and deserves all the credit that it's got. So, big love to it, and um, I hope it tests the times too. I hope it will always always have new viewers that will come across it. 
And um, being a list like this would really help, I think. Get out there. All right. Okay. So in, it's hard to keep track of this now. So eight, <laughs> seven, six. A sixth place slash fourth with seven Oscars. 1998, directed by Joe Madden, is Shakespeare in Love. How lovely. Starring Joseph Fiennes, Gwyneth Paltrow, and Jeffrey Rush. The world's greatest ever playwright, William Shakespeare, is young, out of ideas, and short of cash but meets his idle woman and is inspired to write one of his most famous plays. So when people were, I try to get people to try and remember this film when I was quizzing them on it, they were like, so wait, hang on. So is it a period drama? Wait, wait, it's about Shakespeare's life, but not his play. People get very confused by this film. Um, I saw it a very long time ago and of, of its time, it's quite different. It had a period drama edge. It was a love story. Um, it was very theatrical in like a play way and um and it did really really well at box office so um from what i remember of it it was it was good it was good uh, have you seen this at all <laughs> i have not seen it and the, ironically the same things that your colleagues were saying i was thinking the same thing i was like wait is this about shakespeare himself is this a true story so all those questions kind of coming up the the trailer it looks it looks like a fun film to watch and bringing again that like historical piece like bringing shakespeare to life it looks like it's a fun movie and uh, i'll add it i'll add it to my list of movies to get caught up on yeah it's it's um it's good and it did very well in Britain especially um just with the cast itself Gwyneth Paltrow that was like near the beginning of her journey in in her career and she did a film called Sliding Doors too around the same time that did really really well two alternate timelines for a story that film was very good um, I hope that pops on something soon um, but yeah we'll leave it there I don't I don't want to say things that <laughs> we don't know are true or not true about things we haven't seen or haven't seen for a very long time all right in sixth place fourth sixth fourth is gravity with a uh, seven oscars released in 2013 directed by alfonso Cuaron, starring sandra bullock george clooney and ed harris let's be honest it's pretty much sandra bullock's film <laughs> the other guys are barely in it but we will list them all the same two astronauts work together to survive after an accident leaves them stranded in space this is very polarizing. This film, so people are like, "Oh my god, it was so boring." And then other people, are like, "Oh my god, it was so amazing." And I'm in the second camp. I thought it was amazing. She was immense in it. Um, and if you need to be in the mood, I think you need to be in the mood for like a single character movie um, to be really invested in it. If you're looking for a thrill and excitement, there is some of that in there, but it's not like Fast and Furious with 1055 cast members blowing stuff up and racing. This is beautifully paced gorgeous calm movie with obviously some peril of course um but i really liked it and i understand why it won so many oscars uh, what are your thoughts have you seen it so i haven't and this was one of those <gasps> movies where we yeah i know oh another cool point lost but uh, my husband and i talked about it and every time it comes up again i was like huh have we not seen this movie so i started thinking like what other movies came around that time? Were there a lot of space movies? Because when I look it up, there's a few other space movies I often get it confused with. So every time that any of those movies are brought up, I have to like Google now, which one is this? Which one was this one about? Oh, okay. But I've heard nothing but great things about this movie and the same kind of reaction you had like, oh, you haven't seen it yet. Oh, you have to see it. Especially for movies 
that have a lot of that single single actor actress themes i think that from what i've read about it what i've seen about it is just it's such a great movie to be able to showcase the ad- adversity of life right and really having to fight for your life and battle through your life that so many times we have to do that in situations that aren't as dramatic as space leaving like being left stranded in space i think that anyone can take away a a a feel-good moment in this movie of like man like i too have overcome something like this in my life as well but it's definitely going up in the list of movies i really need to get around Mm. to watching Yeah, definitely. It's um, yeah, honestly, it's definitely worth a watch. And Sandra Bullock, I think she's very underrated, and I think she deserves a lot more respect in the industry. So I, I was really happy for this film to get some exposure for her. Um, it was just really, really cool. So yeah, um, yeah, just happy for her. It's great. So well done, Gravity, for that one. And our next film, it's technically fourth, but it's third because there's two number ones. So it's Slumdog Millionaire with eight Oscars, released in 2008, directed by Danny Boyle and Loveline Tandon, starring Dev Patel, Frida Pinto and Anil Kapoor. A Mumbai teenager reflects on his life after being accused of cheating on the Indian version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Um, So before we jump into this, is Millionaire in America or not? Who wants to be a millionaire? Mm-hmm. So you've got yes. it. Okay, yes. so that's relative. Um, obviously, it's something Boyle, pretty much a British movie. I rewatched the trailer and I got quite emotional because I remember how beautiful it was the love story with his childhood sweetheart and how he was doing Millionaire to impress her and how it was this iconic, you know, got to such a high level trying to win, win all the millions and he come from the slums. I mean, the actual story underneath it about his character was so beautiful. And it was just so weird that they would use a millionaire game show to pull this off and that it won lots of Oscars in the process. It's very unusual um, combination of things to have done so well. I think that's really cool that cinema can do that. Mix all this stuff together and boom, it's winning loads of Oscars. Um, so I'm going to guess you haven't seen it, but tell me if you have. I haven't seen it. I actually hadn't even heard of it until this list came out. So I was talking to another movie lover and he's the only other person that I know who has even heard of this movie. So I was like, wait a second, am I looking at the right list? Yeah, this is the list of the most Oscars. How have no one in my circle has heard of this movie before? So I'll be really excited to see if maybe I can get a group of people together to watch the movie. I did look into it. It is not based on a true story. But it totally sounds like it could be. I can see the, my mouth wants to say adversity. I guess I'm stuck on that word today. Of just overcoming that and being accused of cheating when, you know, like just that, that, those are things, those themes really bug me as I hate when people's character are in a question. So I just instantly felt for this character, even though all I've seen is the trailer on it. It's like, man, this, this poor kid, like just trying to, to live his life is now being accused of cheating and he just really loves this girl and he's wanting to do anything he can for her and it's just it seems like such a sweet movie that maybe i can again get a group of people together to watch it so more people will know about it especially with eight oscars like how has nobody i talked to heard about this movie so i'll be really interested to see and hear from other people and other listeners who has seen this movie like so cool 
I think it's um it did really well in Britain because so many of the cast were British and Deb Patel came from a really successful like bunch of teenagers TV show that was really popular over here. So that's how everyone knew him. And in India it would have done really well, obviously. So that would have already the box office for it would have been so big. It's just whether it would have got over to the States and some parts of Europe. But um it's weird. It's interesting. It's an interesting mix match of things, but it's done in a really beautiful way and it's just a really lovely watch. At the end of it you're like, oh, you know, we can achieve big things. And even if you get to the highest level, there's still going to be obstacles you have to overcome. So again, deep meanings, guys, deep meanings. That seems to be a theme in this list. It's obviously a, a qualification to uh, get Oscars, um, which would make sense to me too. All right. Well done to Slumdog Millionaire. All right. In second place, because there's a joint top, is The English Patient that won nine Oscars in 1996, directed by Anthony Minghella. It's a cool name. Starring Ralph Fiennes, Juliette Bonouche, and Willem Dafoe. At the close of World War II, a young nurse tends to a badly burned plane crash victim. His past is shown in flashbacks, revealing involvement in a fateful love affair. I, I've run out of time to watch the trailer for this before we recorded. Um, but from what I remember, it, it was quite an interesting one because it's there's loads of flashbacks. There wasn't too many people involved, not too many characters. But yeah, the love affair a bit and then towards this nurse, but also there's like some war aspect to it and he's injured. Again, quite a mix mash, but I can't remember too much about it to say much more than that. But you can see why it would do well because of that reason, that there's lots of tangible parts to it. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, definitely lots of pieces to the story that I think a lot of people can kind of tie to and get on board to see. With it being an older movie, I think that's something that you didn't see a lot of is a lot of these flashbacks and being able to keep up with them those kind of things it's something that i think is still a bit timely i mean unfortunately we still have wars in our lifetime right and being able to meet in unfortunate circumstances i think that's a, a theme of the movie that we can really gather is still still meeting and still falling in love and it's it is an older movie when i go back and watch the trailer to remind me of it, it kind of, I think we talked about this before, is the older trailers being a different way of promoting a movie. So almost, it seemed a little bit cheesy, maybe, maybe just because I'm not used to that anymore, right? Like how they promote the older movies. So it would be, it would be really cool to see a more modern trailer for a movie like this to really captivate the audience, to bring them in to, to hear this story. Yeah, it's so true. I think that's not a bad shout, actually. Just, yeah, revamping it up. Because I know the only other thing that exists is the honest trailers on YouTube where they do a funny version of a trailer. And sometimes, obviously, if they love the film, they'll do it. But I don't think that would be appropriate for the English pageant, uh, to be honest. But yeah, the honest trailers are amazing. So big shout out to those guys. Because if it's a film I love and they love it too, the tra their version of the trailer is so fun. Um, especially with stuff like, yeah, John Wick or Guns of Galaxy or whatever stuff they tend to like. They do some amazing trailers for that. But yeah, I don't want to say too much more because I don't want to get confused with other films because that can happen. Was it that film? Um, so none of that here. All right. So in first place, joint first place is Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, 11 Oscars, and Titanic that also got 11 Oscars. So Titanic was 1997, directed by James Cameron, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet, pretty saying. Kathy Bates, a 17-year-old astrocat, falls in love with a kind but poor artist aboard an luxurious, ill-fated 
RMS Titanic. It made around 2.2 billion at the box office. Lord of the Rings, directed by Peter Jackson, starring Elijah Wood, Ego Mortensen, Ian McKellen, Orlando Bloom, and Kate Blanchett, plus hundreds more. Gandalf and Aragorn lead the world of men against Sauron's army to draw his gaze from Frodo and Sam as they approach Mount Doom with Run Ring. Now, we talked about Titanic loads in the previous episode. It's going to be probably in a hundred more lists as we go through this journey. So we all know it did amazingly well that the scene of the sinking was out of this world. Unbelievable piece of filmmaking. We don't really need to talk much more about it. We've already covered it before. Do you have anything to say before we move on about Titanic? Well-deserved well awards. That was one thing that I found interesting was going back and seeing what Oscars did it win. Um, Sorry, Leonardo, you did not get an Oscar for this movie, but a lot of other people did. And yes, a very great film. So that was probably the only the only new thing I I found about Titanic was which were the 11 Oscars that they did win. So it's something fun to look into. Yeah, true. I imagine it would have won cinematography and various other bits too, yes. uh, for sure, because it was one of a kind in that era. So um, yeah, big love to, um, to Titanic and the story it told. Yeah. All right, yeah. So yeah, Lord of the Rings, Trinity of the King. So as far as I'm aware, that was the third one, right? Um, and yeah, everyone will say, oh, they're so long. But if you're into it, you're into it. It doesn't matter how long it is. It could be six hours if you're into it. It doesn't matter. Who gives a shit? It's great. Um, so yeah, I'm interested how that one got in the top. It's number one, but there's no other Lord of the Rings in the top eight. So... Are you a Lord of the Rings fan? I can't remember. We've talked about I, this yet. Yeah, I'm actually a huge Lord of the Rings fan. I loved it. Uh, one of the movies I actually, we went to a movie theater, me and a big group of friends, and it was so packed that it ended up, gross alert, laying on the floor in the very front. That's how packed this movie theater was to see this movie. I I was really curious myself too, why the last one, because these are Oscars, it wasn't like, um, ticket sales, right? For me, it would make sense because it's the hype, it's the final one, we got to see it in the theaters, you've, you've gathered all these new people to follow along the story, but these are the Oscars, so I'm not really quite sure, especially because this was a very one-of-a-kind movie that it, they continued shooting, right? They shot through the whole thing. It's not like they shot a movie, waited a couple years, shot the second one. When Peter Jackson went in, he went in saying, we are, we're doing all three, we're going all in. You know, um, they are long. And if you are committed, you can watch the extended cut, which for Return of the King, the extended cut is just over four hours. So if you thought the shortened one was too long, you will not be dedicated enough to watch the extended cut, which all the extra bonus scenes. But I think I think they're also great, great scenes, just great way of telling the story and how much we've grown. Like you go back and you think like, OK, Titanic 1997. Return of the King came out in 2003 and that short amount of time, how much CGI has changed and how they were able to use it to really tell the story. So loved it. Big fan. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I really enjoyed them too. Um, I, w I won't confess to be yeah, some hardcore fan of it, but I love them. I just thought the story time was great. The acting was brilliant and the fanciful fancifulness of it all was awesome and i think it, it kind of kicks i for me it kicks out i know there was lots of other fancy stuff before that i get it like individual movies and stuff and a few little series but i think it i think it kick-started that kind of storytelling so you think about something like game of thrones 
which was serial in nature. I just think that kind of like action pack, there's there's fighting, there's underlying decent stories too, deep individual stories all like coming off in different directions. I think stuff like Games of Thrones and stuff like followed on from that. I think Lord of the Rings set a tone for that kind of um, production, shall we say, the, the majesty of it all. Um, and I think it deserves a lot of credit for kicking off that that all of that. And I think it was, yeah, I just think it was epic. Epic's probably the right word for it. I think the whole yeah, series is pretty epic. I love that. Um, I love that. And um, yeah, Peter Jackson's just brilliant, isn't he? I'm sure we'll, if we did a Peter Jackson list, it'll probably mostly be Lowe's and then some of the other stuff. But, um, but no, I loved it. Well, I loved it. You want a fun Peter Jackson fun fact here. When I was in junior high, high school, one of the assignments in English was to write a company. And I chose two directors. I won't name the other one, but Peter Jackson wrote me back. And it was like the coolest thing. I have the letter, it's in a scrapbook where I was like, oh my gosh, he actually wrote me back. This is like the coolest thing ever. And of course, people are like, oh, somebody else typed that. I don't care. There's literally a pen. It is not a stamped signature. It is a beautiful letter with Peter Jackson's signature. Made my childhood self like feel so excited that he actually wrote me back. So, Well, that's amazing. Yeah, a little piece of movie memorabilia, which yeah. I really like. Oh, that's a lovely story. Um, but yeah, amazing. Well, I, that's an amazing collection of films. You know, if I was going to do my top eight of all time, I'm not saying lots of them will be on there, but I think they're all brilliant and deserve everything that they've won. So congratulations to all of them. So to wrap up the show, let's check out the poll. So a poll that I thought was quite fun. These are films beginning with G. So I picked four random films that begin with G and to see what the audience would think about it. All right. Don't ask me why I picked these these particular films beginning with G. This came out of my brain. Just brain vomit. Um, so let's see how we got on. <laughs> so we had Gremlins, we had Gladiator, The Godfather, and The Great Gatsby. I put The Great Gatsby in there because obviously it was very different to the other three, and it's got two G's in it. So can't argue with that. <laughs> All right. So in bottom last place is The Godfather and Great Gatsby, which is weird because one says 11% and one says 12%. So I'm not sure what's happening there with the algorithm. Hmm. what's interesting godfather will get on a lot of people's list when it like oh my god the most you know, arguably or objectively the best film of all time whatever but it hasn't done well in this boat has it so that's interesting godfather and great gatsby hmm. and then in second place is the gladiator got three votes 33 percent and gremlins won which i was very surprised by with four votes 44 percent so that's an interesting list in itself at the bottom two. It's very random, the bottom. And it's just so awesome. Gremlins won because a lot of the people that are voting are friends from work who are like 20, 21, 24. I was like, why is Gremlins winning? This is weird. I did but not I'm see that coming. Place. So yeah, you gasp. Were you gasping for the Gatsby? Were you upset uh, about that? Uh, yes. I voted a great Gatsby. I love that movie, which is why I was sad it wasn't on Leonardo's IMBD Top 8. But... Yeah, I thought for sure Godfather or Gladiator was going to win. So part of me was like, I'm still casting my vote, but I cannot believe Gremlins won. Like that, that does surprise me. <laughs> Good movie, but I just did not see that coming. But I love, I love the random, the random picks here. Just hmm, here's the first four movies that start with G that pop in my head. Let's see what people think. I loved it. 
definitely yeah i'll be doing many many of the alphabet in days to come like i said everybody there'll be a pretty much a daily poll because i want a refund so yeah you might as well follow because it's a daily poll to get invested in so we'll see um but yeah thank you everybody for voting again that's really really cool so thank you so much everybody for listening today that was our oscars list um our next episode will be a listeners list so get involved guys send us your top eight and then me and jessica rose will dive into those we may have a third co-host at some point or second co-host or whatever i haven't decided yet but keep watching this space if you're interested in being a host maybe you can message me about that um but it's a very positive space so we're here to celebrate films um, rather than overly critique them and be mean so it's a positive space but thank you so much for everybody for listening and we will see you next time send us your top eight list today to top underscore eight underscore media on instagram today if you find it too hard to create your top eight of all time then why not a top eight from a certain actor actress genre or director you can even make it more niche. For example, the Top 8 films set in space. Your list could inspire, so join the Top 8 Media contributors today. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week.